Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. And today's show is a special show because today's show is actually the fourth year of me doing Get You Fit Radio with Huntley Community Radio. And my goodness, do these years go by fast. I was so intrigued by the thought of initially being asked to be a host on the radio show here. And four years ago, thinking back at this opportunity, my initial thought was, what am I going to talk about every single week? And how long could I possibly sustain uh, different topics for a radio show? Well, here I sit four years later. And it's shocking to me to think that after four years, um, at an average of 50-some weeks every single year, um, I have accumulated hundreds and hundreds of topics. Um, And so before I continue on with today's show topic, um, which incidentally is what people love to hear about, um, what people love to learn about when it comes to leading a healthy lifestyle and the most popular shows, um, I, I wanted to share with you how I come up with these show topics. Because at this point, I have hundreds, in fact, over 300 shows. Um, and and really, the bottom line is, um, I get these topics from people. I get these topics from working with individuals, day in and day out, as a health coach. Um, when I work with individuals who I find struggling, who I find succeeding, who I find questioning matters in the realm of health and fitness, um, I spiral through the different thoughts and different processes of coming up with these topics. And truly, what makes this easy for me is knowing that you are listening and you are learning from these topics. And the feedback that I get is incredible because I know after speaking to you and I know after hearing back from you, my fans and my followers, that it is making a difference. So first off, thank you for listening and thank you for following. And absolutely keep on doing that because I hope to keep providing for you more and more of these topics. So at this point, you're probably wondering, what are the most popular topics? Well, Incidentally, and uh, coincidentally, I should say, uh, the, the topics that came up as the most popular, I was able to pull these up through my analytics um, and see which shows were listened to the most. Um, and it all boils down to the same things that I talk about week in and week out. Um, it boils down to perseverance. It boils down to accountability. It boils down to awareness and, of course, being mindful. And all of these things connect 
in such a manner that will give you the answer that you're looking for if you're trying to lead this healthy lifestyle. Um, so I'm going to kind of give you a little, little blurb um, of, of each show. I'm going to give you a little blurb of each one of these hot topics. Um, and you can choose to go back and listen to the shows. But but in, in the big picture, um, when I'm done with today's show, you should get a glimpse of everything that you need to know in order to get yourself uh, on the path to leading a healthier wealthier lifestyle. So the very first topic that uh, was the most popular uh, was my alcohol and weight loss show. Uh, how do you booze and still lose? Um, and so if you're interested in listening to the entire show, you can go back to uh, March of 2021 and listen to the entire broadcast. But uh, what I found interesting about this is as I onboard people, um, and I've joked about this. I've, I've joked about making a uh, Saturday Night Live kind of uh, spoof about this. I go through the process of signing people up who are so eager to sign up for my program. They are willing to do anything to get their act in order. Um, they're listening to what they have to do. They are ready to onboard. They are ready to go through the procedure of the eating, the exercising, the logging, um, the communication. Uh, when it's all said and done, there's this pause and I hear the question. And the question is, could I have wine? <laughs> could I have beer? What kind of alcohol can I have? Well, the bottom line is this. In order to live a realistic and sustainable lifestyle, uh, you need to incorporate the things that you enjoy. And certainly trying to cut out your glass of wine that you enjoy or that beer that you like to have every once in a while um, might bring you to the point of failure. So having your alcohol, uh, but having it in a manner where it isn't going to destroy your progress is optimal. And uh, my biggest piece of advice to this is awareness. Um, don't go cold, cold turkey. Um, taking it out completely is not going to get you there. Um, it might get you there for a couple weeks, but then you're going to have that relapse. So set your boundaries, set them and mind them. Uh, measure that alcohol, keep within that measurement and enjoy that glass of wine. And my famous saying is, when you have that glass of wine, and if you're somebody that does have a glass of wine or a beverage every night for dinner, treat it like it comes from a $500 bottle of wine. Uh, you don't want to just drink it down um, because then you're going to want another glass. So enjoy it slowly. And believe me, when I tell you, you will find a much higher level of enjoyment when that happens. Um, and with that being said, um, it is not a bottomless glass. So you shouldn't keep filling it when it's half empty. Um, wait until it is fully empty. And if you choose to have another, uh, make sure you log it, make sure you measure it, and make sure, of course, that you select beverages that are lower in calorie. Um, and I always say cheers to clears. Uh, clear alcohol uh, does not have the sugar in it. It is lower in carb. Most are zero carbs. And so that is a better option for you. All right. So my next biggest 
topic is metabolism. Um, I did a show uh, back in January of 2021 um, where I talked about my own metabolism. How was I at age 50 able to get my metabolism faster uh, than it was when I was in my 30s? And I know that that inspired a lot of my listeners, and I hear this all the time. And so uh, up and coming, I'm going to give you a little preview. I am going to do a show just on the metabolism. It's a very, very complicated topic. I hear all the time, how do I know how many calories I should have? How do I know how many calories I should add if I'm exercising? How do I know how many calories I should omit if I'm trying to lose weight? Um, This is what I went to school for, for years and years and years and years. And it is a very difficult question to answer, but it all boils down to awareness. Um, The very same people that ask me those questions are the very same people who don't log, measure, or count their calories. So so I'm going to springboard right into um, the next hot topic, which was the mindless eating. Um, and the mindless eating piece is huge. So, so those of you that want to know about metabolism, those of you that want to learn about what you have to do to get your metabolic rate faster, um, I'm going to tell you this right now. You cannot understand your own metabolism if you don't have data. Data is important. In order for you to know how to speed up your metabolism, you have to be aware of your caloric intake. You have to be aware of what is on your plate. You cannot go through life mindlessly eating, mindlessly drinking, mindlessly unaware of your intake because that is not going to get you um, to the point of understanding what your intake is. Um, Therefore, you're not going to know how to speed up your metabolism. Um, And the metabolism is a very tricky thing. Um, uh, it, It is very, very, very tricky. It does have to do with your age. It does have to do with your movement. And like I say, on many of my shows, um, we blame so many factors for why we're overweight. In fact, new statistic, uh, 71% of Americans are now obese. Uh, It feels like every time I do a show, that number goes up higher and higher. Uh, It scares me to think what that statistic is going to be in two more years. We blame our age. We blame our hormones. I had a call the other day with somebody who was frustrated because her scale is going in the wrong direction. Um, I asked her if she logs her food. She kind of logs her food. Not so much on the weekends, but, you know, during the week up until 3 o'clock, she logs her food. That is not consistent enough. So after I had this long discussion with her, she responds back with, well, do you think I should get my hormones checked? So, so my answer right there is that is not being aware. There is no data. Um, it, it might be your hormones, but since we don't know what your intake is on the weekend, since we don't know what your intake is from 3 p.m. until you go to bed um, six, seven days a week, then it, it could be a multitude of things. So if you want a faster metabolism, uh, if you want 
to understand how your body works. Um, you have to focus on data. And that brings me to uh, the next big show. Um, and I did a show uh, way earlier on, and this was back in June of 2020, um, and it was called Why Diets Fail. Um, and during this episode, I talked about mindless eating. Uh, mindless eating is truly the nemesis of diets. It is the reason why we cannot seem to figure out our systems. Um, with the wealth of information circulating on the internet, um, it is so interesting to me why we still have such a high rate of people with poor health. Um, the the information's right there. It's black and white. Um, you know, at this point, you can ask anyone anything, and the answers are right at our fingertips. In fact, uh, uh, interesting epiphany the other day, I was with my 22-year-old and uh, we were thinking of, of some information and she just blurbed out to, to Siri and Siri just gave her the answer. You know, generations uh, that are in their 20s and 30s are just so used to asking Siri for answers. Um, why is it that 71% of adults are overweight or obese, but yet we don't think to use our resources. Uh, it just goes to show you that while we live in a society that is obsessed with looks and obsessed with health, the method of delivery is all wrong. We have the tendency to focus on macros, to focus on diet plans and meal timing and stroking the metabolism and nutritional matrix, but these are all insignificant when the, the large elephant standing in the room uh, laughing as we parade around trying to figure this out is just count your calories. Just look up the calories of that Danish that you ate today at lunch. Um, this is not a hard thing. It's about our food behaviors. Food behaviors operate mostly on a subconscious level. We know what we're supposed to eat. We know about the calories that we're supposed to maintain. Uh, we know what we're supposed to do, but why aren't we doing it? Um, here's the answer, plain and simple. Our minds are playing tricks on us. Our minds are refocusing our attention in a different area so that we don't have to pay attention to what really matters. And basically what I'm saying is we are able to put ourselves into this state of denial when it comes to having to face things that are hard for us to face. And when it comes to eating, when it comes to awareness, when it comes to putting focus on things that truly matter, we don't want to do it. Um, and if you're listening uh, and you've lost weight before, then you know that I've just put my finger right on the magic button. Because if you've lost weight, you have been able to put your focus on what 
really matters. Um, so if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I'm talking about mindless eating. I'm talking about all of the things that people are really interested in when it comes to weight loss over the last four years, uh, all the shows that I've done, the metabolism, mindless eating, uh, logging your food. Um, and so I was talking about mindless eating and what exactly it is. Um, it is a state of denial. I have people all the time. In fact, just, just today I had somebody say to me, Irene, here's the problem. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I need you to help me figure out why I'm not doing it. <laughs> the miracle question. So this is what I, what I said to her. I said, essentially, you are playing the role of a nutritional zombie. <laughs> Mindless eating is like being a nutritional zombie. Um, you have a bag of Cheetos. Uh, there's only a handful left. Uh, you say to yourself, well, there's only a handful left, so I'm just going to eat them. And I'm not going to measure them. I'm not going to look at the calories. I'm not going to count them because there's just only a handful left. And it's not going to necessarily matter. Um, perfect, perfect example. Here's a person that just said to me, I know what I'm doing, but I can't stop myself. So, so I asked her, what should you do when you're looking at those Cheetos? And the, the, what I was getting at was not for her to not eat them. Um, I made it very clear that she can still eat them. Um, and, and her answer was, uh, throw them in the garbage. And I said, no, no, no. I want you to still eat them. But what can you do that's going to help you in this scenario so that it is not mindless? And she said, uh, look, look at the calories. And I said, okay. So the calories on the back say that one ounce of these Cheetos is uh, 120 calories. You look at the Cheetos, you have no idea how much an ounce is. How can you figure this out? She said, well, I have a food scale in my kitchen that I never use. I'll put them on the food scale. I said, perfect. Why aren't you doing that? And, and point blank, she said, because if I put them on the food scale, I'm afraid that there'll be more than 110 calories and then I won't eat them. I said to her, looks like we just solved your problem. Now you're not going to eat the Cheetos, are you? And she laughed. But the true problem here is the barrier is, is right there. She knows if she puts them on the food scale, she's not going to eat them. Therefore, she's not going to put them on the food scale so she can eat them. So, so there is the focus. The focus is lost right there because you are giving yourself permission um, when you lose that focus. So you have to be very, very aware. Um, we always eat more than we think. Um, we're always more hungrier than we think. Um, our plates are always much smaller uh, in our brains than they actually are uh, when they're on the table. And the colors and the labels and the distractions and the containers are very, very, very misleading in our brains. But when it comes down to it, temptations uh, to fall into mindless eating habits surround every single corner that we make. Um, and those of you that have faced them have lost weight. 
Um, and so so that was a really, really big show. And so definitely you want to check that out. And if you want a really good, good read, there is a book called Mindless Eating um, out there. And uh, I'll get the title, the author's name by the end of the show. And uh, it's a great one. He's got a lot of scenarios out there for you to share and read uh, with your family. Your kids will absolutely, absolutely love it. Okay, so my next big hit show um, was my 1% change um, will lead to permanent changes. I did a show uh, back in May of uh, 2021, actually a year ago, almost to the date, uh, called Small Daily Changes Lead to Success. Um, Loved the show, talks about habits. And uh, I'm going to start out by saying this. Because I've used this analogy now, sounds like for an entire year. Um, I want you to picture yourself driving down the highway. You're going 65 miles an hour. You are going straight down the highway. The road is perfectly straight. What happens if you turn that steering wheel one millimeter to the right? Now, we all know how small a millimeter is. It's teeny tiny one millimeter, you're going 65 miles an hour. What happens uh, to your car, your vehicle, if you just tilt that wheel one millimeter to the right? You're going to end up in another state <laughs> in, in five or six hours, right? That one teeny tiny insignificant change is going to add up to an enormous permanent change. And we don't think of that in that manner. Um, and so when we equate this to health and we equate this to nutrition and wellness, um, the very same thing works. So what we do instead when we try to change our habits is we try to do too much. We try to change everything all at once and we can't sustain it. Um, and so when I did the show, um, and actually, the whole premise of my program is small changes equal to permanent results um, because you're not going to notice these small changes. Incorporating small changes such as small exercise implementation in your week instead of joining a gym and trying to go an hour every day, five days a week, which is unrealistic. How about doing a 10-minute walk twice a week to begin? That is a small change. Uh, instead of trying to drink a gallon of water every single day, uh, choking it down, making yourself nauseous, it's unrealistic. How about just upping your water by 20% uh, based on what you are already drinking so that you don't feel this, this overcoming amount of, of water in your, in your system where it's overbearing? Um, instead of restructuring your entire life to fit in all of these new foods, how about just making small changes so that you can adjust uh, to these changes? Because you're not going to feel the pang of, of these changes as much as you will um, if you try to do it the other way. Um, and so, so making these changes all encumbers changing your routines. And we are creatures of habit. Um, I, I promise you and I guarantee you, if you implement small, minuscule 
changes in your day and you start making them a routine, you won't even notice that you've done this. Um, I talk to members all the time uh, after they've been with me for a year or two years. And one of my favorite things ever, especially now with Zoom, uh, because we're face to face and I can see them, you know, through the computer is when they look at me and their eyes light up and they say, you know, if, if, you would have told me a year ago that I would have been eating yogurt with nuts and berries every day and that I would be obsessed with this. I would have never believed you. Well, the reason for that is they started slow. They implemented it very slowly. They grew to like it. And there's many, many things that you have grown to like. Um, I'm going to go right back to the wine. Um, the very, very first thing that I started with. Think about the very first time you had a glass of wine. Now, your, your answer might not be the same as everybody else's, but most people will tell you the very first time they had a glass of wine, um, whether you were 21 or not, may not have been as pleasurable as it is now. We, we grow to like things. We grow to flavor things. We grow to enjoy things. And so just like wine, uh, just like many of the things that you've grown to enjoy, you've done it because you've eased into it. Oh, and that book, uh, Mindless Eating by Brian Wansick. Fabulous read. You can get it on Audible. You can buy it. Uh, highly recommend it. So check it out. So with that being said, uh, ease into the things you want to enjoy. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying my show um, because I surely hope to bring you many, many more shows in the future. So enjoy this and enjoy the rest of your day. Simon, run. 